Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Jamie, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could cut up all my shoes and say, listen, uh, it's fringe, it's in style. My guest, <laughs> my guest today is a stand-up comedian and actress who played Gina on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh, you can hear her voice on Big Mouth and the new animated movie, Sing Too. It's Chelsea Peretti. Hey. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Thanks for doing this. I very much appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me. I, I would I, I hope you include the seven minutes of me struggling with my <laughs> microphone. I think it's like Maybe great. <laughs> we'll put it at the end. It'll be yeah. like a bonus. <laughs> if you make it to the end, you can watch. Or no, not watch. You can just listen to the struggle. Yeah, just if you ever feel like low, you can see that someone else is struggling <laughs> way way more which is a basic thing listen it's not basic recording podcasts is a very intricate hard thing to do yes i threw in the towel years ago but um it's really boomed it's a big boom and it's really doing well for people so (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah baby big business that's right I love yours, by the way. All the clips oh. that you put. I, I actually don't really listen to podcasts, but every clip that you've posted with the one in, with you and Sashir, Sh- Sh- mm-hmm. your um, clips on there, your dynamic is so funny. <laughs> Have you known each other a long time or just through comedy? We've known each other 
I say for like over a decade, but she says it's just a decade. But I think she's just like forgetting time. Mm, mm. You know? I'm, I'm bad at time myself. I'm also bad at it. does feel like I've known her for truly like my whole life. I can't imagine not knowing her. Mm, that, that's a good friendship. Do you have a best friend like that? You know, I guess so. My friend Sarai. <laughs> that's the worst intro, though, if she were to hear it. But uh, my friend. <laughs> uh, I guess this person. Uh, well, the yeah, problem then. is she lives in the Bay. So it's like we went to junior high together. Mm hmm. And we talk a lot and she visits L.A. a lot and stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Are you guys in the same city? Now we are. We spent, okay. I think, four or five years being long distance friends. Yeah, that's harder. It was so hard. But we spoke almost every day. Wow. Yeah, that's intense. Yes, I'm a, a needy person who's maybe codependent. But so am I. I, I love friends like that. Like, my dream friend is someone who's down to hang out every day. Because I'll get a coffee every day with someone if they if we click. But mm -hmm. a lot of L.A. people are like, I need a week to reset. And <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they I need to charge my crystals, yeah. go on a hike, and maybe I can see you in two to three months. Yeah. Now I feel that. And they'll, like, take a call from their agent when you're on a hike, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny that... That's happened before where I'm like, oh, you couldn't let that go to voicemail? You I couldn't promise call you your agent in one hour? Like, I get <laughs> it. Like, if there was something you're on the precipice of, <laughs> I don't know. But I just feel like certain people will always take a call from their uh -huh. agent like it's urgent. <laughs> and it's never urgent. So he's like, do you want to do this general? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> sure don't. I've, I've sort of turned a corner on generals, I have to say. <laughs> Sad as it sounds. You like generals now? Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this is just like having a yenta or something for your career. Mm -hmm. They're just saying, hey, you two might click. What if you go in a room together, you know? What's a yenta? Is that a Jewish thing? I think a yenta is a matchmaker. Oh, maybe I got to find a yenta for love. Well, you know, have you seen, uh, whatchamacallit, that lady, millionaire um, matchmaker. I've never seen it, but I know of her. Patty Stanger? Yes, I would love you and Patty Stanger to connect. I think that could be really um, electric. Mars, get on the horn. Get Patty Stanger on the pod. Get her. Oh my gosh. Of I'm course she should be on your podcast. Maybe she can help me find love. Of course she could. Huh. That's actually like, great. I mean, I'm actually like, this is brilliant producing on my part. I yes, mean, thank you for being a producer. Patty Stinger on a podcast about trying to find love. Are you kidding? Yeah, she would tell me all the tips and tricks and shit. And you both have a reality background, so you can click mm -hmm, on that. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I go back and forth on Stinger because there's times... <laughs> There's times where I really do feel she is gifted. And then there's other times where I'm like, this is just all smoke and mirrors. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's two hard opinions. And that's how I do with almost everything. Yeah. I love it. Same. Mm -hmm. I either love something one day and then I hate it the next. Yeah. And there's no in between. Sorry about it. Yeah. It's it's um it's hard to modulate. Chelsea, I have a question. Yes. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bay Area in Oakland, California. My dad lived in El Cerrito, actually, and my mom lived in Rockridge in Oakland. Near the Auto Square? Is that in El Cerrito? I think so. I think those are the commercials here. <laughs> El Cerrito, Auto Square. <laughs> That's, that does sound vaguely familiar. Um, he was by the El Cerrito Plaza, 
which had a Chevy's. Oh, a Chevy's, not a yeah. Chevy dealership. No, uh, no, the restaurant Chevy's. Chevy's. Chevy's was like a '90s. I feel like I, I associate it with like a '90s like event. Is it Mexican food? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was one. Oh no, a little cough. Are you well? <laughs> I What's mean, happening? It's the last thing you really want these days. Um, no, I've had I had a cold for um 15 days no this is like the best i've been i'm like flying and um i had multiple pcr covid tests mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. negative but then i also last night ran to avon's and got a booster shot okay so i was like wait why haven't i gotten a booster shot anyway regardless i feel a bit like kooky from it mm-hmm the second shot I got, I was a little kooky yeah. and just like sleepy. I canceled a bunch of things that I had to do. And I was like, I have to sleep forever. And then I, I know. didn't. It was nice. I was like, there's no way I can push this podcast again because I just have this rule. <laughs> like if you push something three times, just no one should ever do it at that point. Mm. You know what I mean? And I really yes. think you're so funny. And I, I just really wanted to do it. But I do apologize if I seem at all out of it. You don't seem out of it. Okay, I think good. you seem nice, lovely, and fun to talk to. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. Do you have any New Year's resolutions for mm. 2022? You know, honestly, I don't really do a huge New Year's resolution thing. I never have. I'm more into like a constant revolution. Ooh. Revolution? Yes. I didn't mean to change it to yes. revolution. A constant revolution. <laughs> I meant yes. to say constant resolutions. I don't know. I'm just constantly trying to um, hate myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm always, I'm always feeling there's something I could do better. Mm-hmm. And back when I, you know, got sober, did step work. I used to think about those things. I have a resolution this yes. uh, for this upcoming year. This upcoming year is I'm going to try to be more chill about dating and be more chill just about life in general and take some time for myself to live. Okay, now, can you catch me up on, first of all, what is your current attitude that you're trying to revise? Are you not chill and are you like on Raya and stuff? I'm sure you talk about it on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, I have a four-year-old and, you know, all those things. I just am behind. So do you do Raya, number one? Seems Mm -hmm. like people have success with that. I was on Raya, but then I got off of Raya because I didn't see anybody who I thought would want to date me. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah. Real hot people. Not that I don't think I'm hot, but like, you know. But I've heard that. I've heard that from a couple friends who are on there Mm -hmm. just like, yeah. And I feel like L.A. feels that way in general. Like, I feel like New York, don't you think it feels more promising for dating than L.A.? Yes. Because I think everyone here is so superficial and everyone wants like arm candy to show that they're (laughs) powerful. Like Mm -hmm. everyone wants like a blonde 20-year-old, I feel like. Yeah. And that's not me. I've been blonde before, but I haven't (laughs) been 20 in about 15 years. Yeah. So it feels like a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just also feel like it's like an accessory who you're dating. Yes. And I'm not trying to have an accessory. I'm trying to have a partner. 
I, yes, that's what I want. I want a partner. And yeah. I, I don't want to be someone's accessory. I don't think I could be someone's accessory. I'm too loud. Mm, I don't know, though. You actually could because you're hot. You're a stripper. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I think you. You're hot. You're a stripper. You're famous. Um, I feel like you're... You're in the zone, but I don't, I just feel like the whole vibe of it all is like, I, I felt like in New York, you're like, who knows who I'll meet? And then mm-hmm. in LA, it's like, I'll meet someone in entertainment. <laughs> I'll meet you know? someone in entertainment. I'll meet someone that I made plans to meet, met them on an app or something. Yeah. In New York, you just like, I would just waste time in like Barnes and Noble and yeah. end up talking to somebody and be like, ooh, is this a friend for life? No, has people already suggested? Have people already suggested? No, has people suggested? <laughs> has, has, people? has people suggested <laughs> museums? Do you hang out at museums in no. some type of a bustier? No, but maybe I should do that. No, not a bustier. You got to go like really like museum-y, right? And uh-huh. you go to like LACMA has events. Supposedly mm-hmm. LACMA has some crazy events, but I don't know if COVID killed that. Wait, I'm going to write this down. LACMA. This was my, this is my fantasy for you as a single. Okay. Okay. You can't just be meeting scum of the earth out there just you know, crawling around on the streets. You need to go to, <laughs> you need to go to like a fancy hotel bar oh. or um, a museum okay. or some type of, you know, meetup event. That sounds mm-hmm. bad. That last one sounded bad, but everything else, you know, or go to a beach in Malibu. I feel like you just kind of have to be somewhere like that a romantic comedy could happen. Okay, maybe that is a good idea where I just like am mysteriously at LACMA or or the beach or maybe an aquarium. Maybe I'll find someone who likes to look at dolphins like I do. Oh, yeah, that's sad. I I feel so sad that like all those sea creatures can like communicate. (laughs) (laughs) But they're so smart. We put them in tanks to be like, look at them. Yeah, no, I mean, and even just the zoo, like, you know children love it and stuff and i guess they're helping Mm -hmm. animals but just to see them like a tiger and it's in like a 30 foot yeah area you're just like this thing could be run that in one leap Mm -hmm. anyway it's just hurtful it sucks i went to hawaii two years ago three years ago who knows what time is anymore yeah and i got on this big boat it was the happiest i've ever been in my whole life i cried because i loved it so much and there was a bunch of dolphins and the captain was like make noises and everyone was just like kind of shy like, about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I did. And then they started talking back and then other people started making noises too. And I was like, these are my dolphins, okay? Oh. I'm making the noise. These are my like, friends. It's my turn with the dolphin. <laughs> I, I'm talking to the dolphin. We were having a conversation. I one time was in Malibu during the pandemic and there was this sunset that looked like a trapper keeper you know Mm -hmm. like just so psychedelically beautiful and then these dolphins started jumping along like i love it where the sun was setting and making that line on the water of the Mm -hmm. sun and the dolphins were like arching over the line and jumping and i was like (laughs) and my husband and kid were in the car and like I was like you guys missed it I was just like (laughs) completely like sweaty hair just like (laughs) but I I agree dolphins 
seeing dolphins jump out of water, you're just like, where are you going? What? What is? Yeah, take me with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I want to know more about your social circle. It's just so unknowable. They're kind of like mermaids. Mm-hmm. If I could become anything, I think in my next life I'd like to be a dolphin. Mm. Well, I hope that climate change doesn't, <laughs> you know, create lots of tsunamis and, you know, m- the, the shipping back up and stuff doesn't get you. Chelsea, way to really put a damper on my dreams. I just want to be a Lisa Frank trapper keeper, a cute little dolphin uh, yeah. who jumps in a little heart with my friend. Yeah, that's pretty cute. I don't know what I would be in the next lifetime. I think a cockroach, something more likely to survive. <laughs> I don't like cockroaches. Oh, please. Who does? They scare me. Well, some people do. I did a show where there was a man who... Was a he was an animal wrangler and he was a cockroach wrangler and he showed us tricks with this cockroach and it was really upsetting. Oh God, yeah, is it like the spitting hissing ones? I don't know, but what he did was he would smear banana on the table and then the cockroach would eat the banana and that's how you get them to move forward. And let me tell you, with the child, that's all they do is smear bananas around places. <laughs> it's like no wonder. I, I feel like our house is just always infested by something. Yeah, kids are a little dirty and there's really nothing you could do about it. Mm-mm. I've been trying to be like, we're all helping each other. That's what families do. I'm like, do you see what your foot is on? Look down, look down, look down. See what your foot is on? Can you pick that up? Kids are fun. Yeah. I was a nanny for a super long time. I know. I love that. They're fun. It's fascinating to me. I love a kid. You kind of just play with them. Megan Stalter was too. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that, but that makes sense to me because she's silly. She's so good with kids too. I mean, she has like, I think it's her her nephew that is so cute and she seems so sweet with him. And I feel like a lot of comedians must have been nannies. I mean, I feel like to be a comedian, you either have like some real darkness about you or you're just a silly Billy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, so you don't have darkness? Because I obviously I do. Oh, I do have darkness. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thank God. Yeah. I have one joke where I talk about my parents being dead and I just say I'm a dead ass parents and people go, oh, and then they kind of chuckle. Yeah, I know. I hate when they feel bad. You're just like, oh, come on, skip. Let's skip this and just go back to (laughs) what I was trying to get to. (laughs) Yeah, because I always want to tell people it just takes too much time to explain it. It's like if I was really sad about this and wanted you to feel bad about about it, I would just go to therapy and have my therapist feel bad about it. Right. You guys, I want to tee hee hee and chuckle. Yeah, I'm trying to give you catharsis if you also have a similar experience. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, let's just call it what it is. How did you get into stand-up? Tell me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was temping. And I was temping in Tempe, Arizona. No, I was oh. temping in New York. And mm-hmm. I met a stand-up there. I actually i am trying to remember her name. I think it was Priya. And she was like, I do stand up, come with me to an open mic. And so I went to the Parkside Lounge. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever did any shows Ooh, there. yeah. <laughs> Lots of improv. And they have like a, a curtain that's just like glitter fringe. Yeah. And it was like, these guys, Joey Gay and Damien San Marco. 
and they had a show and I had written some jokes like literally all I remember is that one was about crop dusting people at office jobs <laughs> and I bombed and then like they were making fun of me or something and then I had some crazy comeback off stage you know and then mm-hmm. it was like my place has been cemented that's how I felt <laughs> I have proven <laughs> that I belong even if not on stage but um yeah. And so then I started doing because uh, I was like a theater kid and I was mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was always just funny. And then I just felt like I wasn't going to get cast in anything. And stand up was a great way to have my own voice mm-hmm. and not have as many middlemen and all that kind of stuff. Didn't you have a show at UCB called Variety Shack? Am I making that up? Yeah. And the Knitting Factory. We had it mm-hmm. at the Knitting Factory in Galapagos. We moved a few times, I guess. Galapagos? Yeah. You don't know that venue in Williamsburg? No, I've never heard of it one time. I've only heard of the island. Am I wrong? I don't even know. I think I'm right, though. I think there was a place called Galapagos, and we had a show there in Williamsburg. I'll believe you. All right. All right. I believe we did. And that was a monthly show with Heather Lawless and Andrea Rosen and Shanali Bomek, and she would play music. And we'd make a short film every month and then mm-hmm. do our stand-up. And it was great. I like it that you, like, I don't know, took it upon yourself to make a space where you're like, oh, yeah, me and my friends get to do shit now. Well, you know, we just never were on the same shows. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how things are exactly now. I think they're kind of the same, even though they're sort of different. But it was always, like, one female comic on every lineup so I could never do shows with my friends which is part Mm -hmm. of the fun of stand-up for guys you know you hang out with your friends all night and you do shows and and so we we wanted to perform with each other so we created our own show I feel like all venues are a little bit better with having more women on the lineup uh but definitely clubs are still like only one belongs yeah just one yeah so I don't know but but yeah so (laughs) I loved that show. And then when I moved to L.A., I moved here to write for Sarah Silverman's show. And then I that's when I it kind of ended. And then you got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right. That's right. And then now here you are wearing a green shirt in a green room on my podcast. What a journey. What a journey. Okay, Chelsea, I have a question. Do yes. you have any single friends who are moderately successful, who are uh, secure with who they are and emotionally available. This is a big thing that I'm learning that I got to ask. Are you, do you normally go for emotionally unavailable guys? Sure do. Withholding (laughs) men who are just like... Dealing with a divorce. Yeah, dealing with their own bullshit. And then they're like, oh, I couldn't be anything but a friend to you or Uh, I couldn't do anything but fuck you. Yeah. So yeah, looking for... Open emotions. Okay. Well, um, have you seen British Love Island? I sure haven't. You you got to watch that show. Okay. You're like the fourth person who's told me I would like Love Island. Oh my gosh. It is so good. And also, what's more, it's so bingeable because it's... <laughs> that drink. Is that coffee? It is coffee. It is wow. a Trenta iced coffee with six shots of espresso. That is astounding (laughs) because i love coffee i've never seen a coffee that large and that black (laughs) oh yeah there's nothing in it but coffee and more coffee that is it that is fucking 
That's inspiring. Um, <laughs> so Love Island is just, I feel like it's really good because it's all about banter. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like more than American dating shows. It's about how witty and bantery you are, even if some oh. people are kind of dumb. And they're all kind of hot. And it's like all the dating ups and downs and trying to figure out if you're worth committing to someone. Of course, they're mm-hmm. they're also like all trying to be celebrities and stuff. But um do I have a single friend? This is my roundabout way of uh-huh. getting to your actual question. The truth is, I don't feel like I do anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. I feel bad because your face was so oh. hopeful. But the thing is, is like, I feel like I, I was like thinking the other day, I'm like, do I know anyone who's like 20? <laughs> I don't even think I know anyone who's 20 anymore. <laughs> I also don't think I know anyone who's 20. Like, I think of young comedians and they're like 35, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever. I don't know. But um, but I'm trying to think, like, have you dated comedians? I have not dated... I've dated improvisers, but not like stand-ups. Okay, now, are you of the improv world originally? Originally, yes. My origin story is UCB New York. Oh, I okay. found it, and it's you funny. You founded people, it? I founded it. I'm <laughs> one of the founders. I'm one of the UCB four. I brought it from Chicago. That's so, a great lie for no reason. You're like me, Amy, Besser. <laughs> Those are my best friends. Uh, no, I found it. I just Google what do actors do when they're not acting, and the first thing that popped up was improv, so then I Googled improv, and then UCB popped up. That's a hilarious Google search. <laughs> no, it, the oh. answer is actually, they wear beanies. <laughs> they wear beanies, and they're sad, and they go on hikes, and they wait for their agent to call. Yeah. Oh, so then you see, I was about to start taking classes at UCB, and then I got that writing job, and I left. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like... I had done improv when I was younger. Anyhow, whatever. The point being, single guys, I mean, you know, I do feel like for me, someone funny is crucial. Do you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Somebody who, I've been on dates where people have tried to like one-up me, where I say something funny, then they're like, well, this. And I'm like, well, okay, that was funny too, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I do, I would like someone with a... Just, you know, a little sense of humor who can tee-hee-hee at things. Right. Have you tried the Bay Area? I feel like the Bay Area has very cool guys. Like, funny, cute. But then, if I try to date someone in the Bay Area, then I'll have to try to convince them to move here because I'm not moving to the Bay Area. Right. But, I mean, assuming, like, maybe they would. Also, it's close. I feel like when you're successful, long distance could be good. I guess, because then I could just, you know, as I'm flying from gig to gig, I could just make stops in the Bay Area and be like, hey, honey, uh, you want to kiss me? And I'll be like, okay. And I say, bye-bye. I get on the plane now. (laughs) That is such a beautiful romantic picture that you just painted. (laughs) So, okay. So I think a Bay Area guy, you know, I always Mm -hmm. thought it was interesting. Remember when Chelsea Handler dated a hotelier? (laughs) No. <laughs> you don't? What? She used to date like a hotelier. Oh, like a very, very rich yes. hotel man? Yes. yes. Like, I feel like something like that could be cute. I don't know. I'm, it's always like, what's the job? Like, I feel like like if you look at like, doesn't Matt Damon, like, didn't he marry a school teacher? Like, it it's kind of cuts both ways. Do you go for someone who's like uh-huh. an academic or... 
I think Matt Damon married a server at a restaurant that he was oh. at. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Wait, school I teacher. I could be a liar about that, but I oh think that's God. what it is. My dog is just absolutely... Oh, what a cute dog. <laughs> Hello. Oh, this dog can't hear me. You're wearing headphones. My God, this dog is so cute. What is this dog's name? I don't publicize his name. Okay. I'll tell you why later. <laughs> okay. No, I get it. Everything you, every path you go down, I'm like, turn it to a dark, dark. No, it's fine because uh, my dog's name is on my Wikipedia page. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why did somebody add that? That's what is your I mean, dog's it's not name? deeply personal, but his, his name's Clyde. But I was like, why is it here? Yeah. Why do why do you care? Who takes the time and energy to do that? And do you think our dogs would get along? Is your dog chill? My dog is <laughs> That would be a note. <laughs> so he's chill in a way where at first he goes, "Let's play. I love this." And then after he plays for a little bit, he goes, "Okay, now we sit down and we just sit we stare at each other." Although no, he did That's cute. He did pee on my friend Gilly's dog's tail the other day, and mm-hmm. I was like, "You are so rude." Mm. Where was this? This was at a park. We were watching a sunset. That's fine. A park, I feel like anything goes. Okay. Yeah. I also was holding his leash, and then he saw another dog and got really excited and, like, sprinted over. And I was holding the leash, and then I looked at my hand, and I was like, I don't have his leash. <gasps> I was like, where's my dog? I was like, oh, no! And then I had to run after him, and I was like, I'm so sorry! But then all he did was run up pretty aggressively and then sniff the other dog's dick and then was like, be my friend. And I was like, I'm so sorry that my dog immediately went there. That's so rude. But apparently that's what dogs do. I don't know. Well, see, now this is another good place. A good arena is a dog mm. park. <gasps> Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, going to dog parks. you never seen this. People do this. And my friend once hooked up with a girl at a dog park. And <sighs> I was like, how dare you? Because he was like really germ phobic. And then he mm-hmm. hooked up with some random girl at a dog park. I'm like, so you wouldn't sip off my drink, but you like. <laughs> Anyhow, um, dog parks, girls do like dress cute, go to the dog park. You sit on your phone and you just take it all in. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Dog park. LACMA has a cafe outside. Uh-huh. Also, I truly can't remember what it's called, but they used to have like a monthly party that was supposed to be truly like wild. Mm-hmm. LACMA. <laughs> I love. Do you work for LACMA? Uh, do you LACMA. work for Big LACMA? LACMA. <laughs> they, give, they give me a two dollars every time you say LACMA. <laughs> One time in New York, I was like getting. I was like I'm trying to get on the subway, and then they had you know they sh- this line's now shutting down, and you have mm-hmm. to get on something else. And then there was a lady outside of the train, and we're like, um, so if we want to go, and she's just like handing out pieces of paper or something. They're just mm-hmm. they're probably just blank pieces, and she's like, shuttle bus, shuttle bus, <laughs> shuttle bus, and no matter what, you're just like, oh, um, I'm wondering actually, shuttle bus, shuttle bus, and I'm like, this this LACMA is my shuttle bus. Yes, LACMA, LACMA. All roads lead to LACMA. You're like, I'm feeling like I need. This and that. I'm like, LACMA. LACMA. Party at LACMA. (laughs) There's also the Broad. Oh, I've been to the Broad. They got that big table that you stand under. Yeah, that's a good spot. Sit there looking cool, looking confused (laughs) under the table. It's like, why can't I sit in the chair? Why is it so big? (laughs) And that's when you meet your hero. He explains it to you. I'll explain. This is called art. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so hot. (laughs) Um, Also, Mocha is like across the street and has a little cafe. Wait, what's Mocha? 
Isn't that the Museum of Contemporary Art? Mm, I guess I've never mm, said it aloud or heard someone say it aloud. a delicious coffee beverage. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Although mocha. always kind of too much of an aftertaste for my blood. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I prefer like a vanilla latte, vanilla mm. cappuccino. I do like there's sugar-free vanilla in my giant coffee right now, and it makes me happy. Oh, that's that's comforting, actually, because that looked really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the beach, I also just feel like, imagine you're just at Broad Street Oyster in Malibu. Okay. Ooh, okay. Do I got to eat the oysters? You don't like oysters? No, they taste too much, like, bad. You know what that means. You're not sensual. <gasps> Oh, no. <laughs> this is the worst thing to find out on this Tuesday at 2.48 p.m. that I'm not sensual. Yeah. No, they're also supposed to be an aphrodisiac. But mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't need oysters. They have lobsters. And honestly, okay. the crab claws are insane. I don't eat crab claws because I don't know how to crack them. And they're, I refuse to be embarrassed. Oh, great. Okay, what's this place? I'm going to write this down, too. Broad Street Oyster. And you could go with a girlfriend or whoever, a friend. You get some of these Broad Street Oyster uh, to-go items. You Mm -hmm. take it to the beach. Maybe you have a... I don't know what the open... Can you drink on the beach? I don't know. I think covertly, but I don't think overtly. You Okay. Well, I don't drink anyway, so obviously I'm not mm-hmm. well-versed. So then you sit there on your little blanket and you have your thing. And you, if you have your dog, everyone's going to come talk to you. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Palm Springs. Okay. Unfortunately, lots of gays there. I don't know. A what. lot of gays. But I did bring my dog there and had the time of my life once. Oh. And I just feel like when you have a dog, everyone talks to you. You are right. And my dog's tail right now is purple. And people love to go, wow, look at that purple tail. And I'm like, I know, it's so cute. Yeah, they look up and you're just staring deeply into their eyes. (laughs) And I'm like, I think I love you. You? But I love that you're telling me to take dead ocean animals to the ocean to eat them in front of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know you're thinking from the like the dolphins POV. You're like, I'm <laughs> I'm getting into your food supply of my dearest friends. I don't know, but I just think for me the truth is I say all this and how did I meet mm-hmm. Jordan? He DM'd me. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. All these plans and all. I just gotta wait for someone to DM me. I'm like, you need to take a ballroom dance class. (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm like, my husband DM'd me. But you know what? Also, keep your DMs open. My DMs are open. And I gotta say, much like Palm Springs, it's a lot of gays. Mm -hmm. Now, do they have a friend? Oh, well, all of my gay friends that I'm friends with and not through the DMs, they don't have any single people for me yeah it's hard it's really hard It's so hard well where have you met the last like five people the last five people i have met on hinge tinder yeah and that's it now what is hinge because hinge has like almost ominous sound to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah get on hinge (laughs) there's something like it sounds like the name of a horror movie uh real quick we do have to take a break okay This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp help.com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Hinge is not a horror movie. Well, I guess it is. All the apps are small little horror movies that you're the star of. Um, this <laughs> one is just, I feel like it started off with like, it was people you had in common on Facebook maybe. Oh. But now it's just like a dating app where there's prompts and it's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I'm like, a bus driver. And then people will message me and be like, why a bus driver? And I'm like, I don't know. I was a child and that's what I wanted. Yeah. And the heart wants what the heart wants. Mm -hmm. You might relate to that. And then that's your opening. Mm -hmm. But I also can't really answer my real answer because it sounds stupid. I wanted to be a bus driver because I like cars and buses are just big cars. I mean, I, listen, kids love buses. Mm -hmm. They're very excited by them. Does your kid love buses? Mm -hmm. Well, he used to when he was, especially when he was little, like, he just wanted to ride on the bus. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, from my childhood, riding on the bus was like when everyone just like made fun of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I like get like my palms start sweating just to try to like put money <laughs> in the thing. And like, anyway, but he was just delighted. When I when I lived in New York, I loved taking the bus because I was like, it's like a cab that you share with everybody. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard, hard sell for me at the moment. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it was a hard sell for everybody. People were like, no, the train is just faster. And I'm like, but you're above ground. You get to see what stores you like closed. You know what I did start doing is riding the bus after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Because I... <laughs> You're like, why are you talking about 9-11? No, I said, mm-hmm, because yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. delighted to hear what the end of this is. Well, there is no real end, except that I became very scared to get on the subway all of a sudden. Mm. And then I was like taking the bus and I did enjoy it. I also, when I lived in New York, I did like to walk like 50 blocks if I could. Um. Anyhow, also, what about New York? How often are you there? Can you find someone there? <laughs> um. <laughs> I used to go back and forth way more than I do now because yeah. now I just work here. Yeah. I When I did Girl Code years and years and years ago, I would go back and forth, which made no sense because it was in front of a green screen. Times have changed. That's what they did. They said, we'll pay you pennies and Skittles, but we will pay for you to get on a plane and put you up at a hotel. And, you know, I didn't ask questions because I missed New York. Please, I think about that with, like, VH1, Best Week Ever. All these, like, Viacom shows were, like... Viacom can't pay you. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Viacom's kind of hard up for cash right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Viacom is? Okay, well, whatever Viacom needs, I'll do it for free. <laughs> they would be like, exposure, exposure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. And I feel like now people would be like, Viacom didn't pay me the rent cent. <laughs> but back then you're like, okay. Uh-huh, I'll do it. And I'll people now it. are like, Ooh, I'm watching Girl Code on uh, Paramount Plus. And I'm like, don't. I don't get any residues. Yeah. Leave it alone. Let, yeah. let nobody watch it. <laughs> so the whole the whole exposure thing, I don't know if people are still doing that, but uh, it seems like maybe people get paid now. Anyhow, I don't know what I'm talking about. But oh, I think, well, also don't, um, let's think about who people date. Mm-hmm. Joe Coy is taken. Yep, snatched right up. Uh, and honestly, yeah. I look at all their pictures together and I'm like, wow, they seem happy I know. and healthy and what a dream. It's pretty cute. I have to say, I do think like a, a comedian is, there's a reason they're appealing. They're mm-hmm. funny. They get your life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. But um, actresses date like their agents and stuff. That seems yeah. stressful. I feel like Lady Gaga dated her agent for a while. Maybe mm. Britney Spears also dated her agent for a little bit. Her manager. Her manager. Was it? I don't know. I just started watching one of those things about her. And then I was like, I don't know. What am I doing? It was like, I felt like I was just still on Instagram. I got off Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me watch something. And I'm like, <laughs> Britney documentary. I love Instagram. You're good at Instagram. Oh, my God, though. I really am just like, what am I doing? It's I don't like know, it's funny. It makes me too. It's too much, but it is like very addictive. The visual mm-hmm. aspect, you know, Twitter is just so much more work. Twitter's Instagram. sad. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know what's next. Something. Um, I th- I, I guess TikTok is next. I can't do TikTok. I TikTok feels just like Vine. Yeah, right? and I do miss Vine. They're just Vine longer was, Vines. I, I missed following, like, funniest Vine accounts because mm-hmm. we would sit there and just <laughs> review them at night like it was our job. And we're like, mm, okay, seen that one, seen that one. <laughs> Distribute uh-huh, that them. That one's good. Yep, yeah, okay. Stamp yep, it. I'll repost that it. one. Yeah, one's Send good. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, TikTok's, like, ominous Vine. Like, Vine mm-hmm. felt innocent, and TikTok feels like, I don't know, I don't know. 
But yeah, I don't know. You know, people are working out with Oculuses. What's an Oculus? It's like a VR way to work out. So I think maybe I'll try that. I don't know. I've really fallen off on Peloton and Mm. I'm looking for something new to get into. What am I talking about? What what am I talking about? We're just talking about things. (laughs) It's fun. We're just bouncing around. It's just hard because does anyone go, yes, I have someone for you? This is, I just feel like I've never had someone for anyone. Yes. Sometimes people go, ooh, this person. And then they never follow up, which is fine. Because... I'm not going to follow up and get my feelings hurt where they're like, oh, I mentioned you, but they're not into you. That would make me so sad. I mean, I just feel like maybe it's it's an improviser. Wait, tell me about your show. What show? Anyone in that? Well, it's like also oh, it's like an it's an yes. HR violation to even talk about <laughs> dating in that context. But is how is I'm excited to see it. Thank you. It's called Grand Crew. I don't know when this comes out in... We're recording this in November, but this comes out in January, so I think it might be out already. Oh, right. And we already know whether it soared to the high <laughs> heavens or if it, it com- <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I'm praying that it soars to the high I heavens. I think it, it seems like it will. Oh, all of the crew from Brooklyn, or not all of the crew, but uh, like Rick Page was our DP. Yes, my favorite little cameraman and now DP. I love him so much. He's the be- Isn't he the best? Oh, he answered every single question I've ever had and never made me feel stupid about it. Yeah. At one point, he was like changing the lights and I was like, Rick, wait, do you know <laughs> about Rick. lights? And he yeah. was like, he laughed real hard and was like, is that a real question? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, um, it, yeah, it was. He was like, Nicole, that's half my job. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> my first day at Brooklyn, I was standing in front of someone else's camera for their coverage. You know, it's like mm-hmm. two cameras. And I'm like, just looking at the one that's supposed to cover me. And I had my back in front of the other person's camera. And it was like, they were just like, um, Chelsea, can you take a step to your left? <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like crazy how it's just such a big learning curve. And then mm-hmm. there's no like, hey, I know you've never done this before, but here's all the ins and outs uh-huh. of it. You're just kind of on your feet pretending like. You yeah, know. pretending you know exactly what's going on. And right. then I've learned to ask about coverage to be like, am I in this or no? <laughs> right. And so you can get on your phone. and uh-huh. Get on my phone. Get on take a nap. Swipe right on some people. <laughs> uh, oh, but to answer your question, the single boys on the show are, we're already like friends. Yeah. Friends before the show. So it would feel like Echo Kellum is a dear friend of mine and he plays my brother on the show. And I'm like, we have that like rapport. Like it feels very yeah. brother sistery. So we could never. Carl Tart, also a very good friend. I could never. Um, Everyone's like, Carl Tart, Carl Tart. You got to see this Carl Tart. I'm like, let's <laughs> debut the show. I'm ready. He's great. It's really, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like you'll do stuff and you're like, I don't know. Hopefully people will like it. But this one, I'm like, no, no, I really hope people like it because I had so much fun making it. Yeah. And everyone involved was so nice. It seems like it it has that aura about it that it's going to click. We'll know. Like I said, we'll know by the time this airs. We'll know. There will be no question. What if you're embroiled in a huge scandal? Oh, no, I hope not. (laughs) 
I wonder what kind of scandal I could be in. I know. Wait, did you feel the same way after you wrapped the first season of Brooklyn? Were you like, I hope people like this? I like it. We were like, this could change our lives forever. (laughs) Like, I just remember, like, we were all in New York. I guess it was the upfronts or something. And we were just like, this is crazy. This is going to change our lives forever. And then it was just such a, it did change our lives forever. Mm -hmm. But it was just like so much slower than you envision it from the outside, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like suddenly you just see people on red carpets. You're like, whoa, meteoric. But like from the inside, you're like, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to walk down the street. This will Mm -hmm. be, you know, on every magazine cover. And then it's just like, Everything's so saturated now. There's so many different shows and so many different like outlets. And by that, I mean only Netflix. But um, no, but uh, (laughs) so it's like and also like massive, crazy runaway shows is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like a thing of the past or what. I don't know. It feels like every couple of years there'll be a show where like everyone talks about it. Like, I feel like. It's Squid Game. While, People really talked about Squid Game. Squid but then Game. They yeah. stopped talking about it. Right. Well, I just think like, remember when girls was like girls. Everyone's mm-hmm. like girls, girls, and then it's like, I just feel like it's been a while. I guess Tiger King. People were. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Like, I don't know. That feels different. But I feel like now it's gotten. But I also just can't. Now I can't sort out what is like almost two years of a pandemic and what is mm-hmm. reality because I'm like, oh yeah, there's like. <laughs> Oh my goodness, sorry. Should have had that on Do Not Disturb. That's another Ricky move. It's okay. Add it to Someone's my Someone's trying to get in contact with you. Is it your child texting you? Be like, where are you, mom? <laughs> it was my husband. <laughs> the dog already came in. My child yelled for me. All right. I'm just trying to convey I'm in high demand. And that's nice. That's what I want. In a domestic sense. That's what I want. In my home, I want people to be like, Nicole, yeah. we need you. And I'm like, I'm needed. Yeah, you want like the chaos and the laughter and the tears mm-hmm. and the boo-boos. And so, yeah, <laughs> it is pretty cool. It's pretty magical. I have a question about having yeah. a child. Does your, Does your pussy hurt? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> if that was Imagine your question. that was my question. That would be so rude. Four years later, does your pussy still hurt? <laughs> no, does your kid have friends? And Ooh. do you have to facilitate the friendships? Because your kid can't drive anywhere. He actually can drive. He just got his learner's <laughs> permit. Um, no, he's four. He does have friends. But, you know, they do this thing called parallel play for a long time. Oh, what's that? Parallel play is, like, they're too young to exactly have, like, true friendships, but they, like, like to be in proximity to each other. And one's playing in the Mm. sandbox and one is, like, pulling up grass and that's a play date. (laughs) (laughs) And then as they get older, they start to, like, have a bit more of an actual eye contact or they Mm -hmm. talk about each other and want to hang out. And it's, like, gets more, like, real friendships. Oh, wow. But, of course, the pandemic was, like, totally stilted that development in in uh, you know really weird ways which is why eventually we we created or we were in a pod we didn't mm-hmm. create it we joined it and oh, you um, joined a pod yeah so then he got to socialize cuz that's so important and um yeah so he he has friends but you know i'm i'm so excited to see like as he becomes more and comes into himself more mm-hmm. and more like who exactly he's going to be and who he's going to be drawn to that is so interesting. The reason why I asked, I mean, what a truly wild question. Be like, did you get a 
friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loner. He's a loner. But I always just like wonder. I'm like, how do kids have friends before they go to school? But that right. makes sense to have like play dates and be like, I don't know, this kid. Well, also, it's like classes. Like you'll be mm-hmm. going to music classes. You'll be going to gymnastics. You'll be doing all these things. Does he do gymnastics? He used to before the old pandemic. Oh, yeah. The pandemic really put a hamper on yeah. group activities. But I mean, it was basic. Like it's like jump into this pile of soft blocks and <laughs> hold on to these rings and walk on this low balance beam. You know, it was, it was like, but it was really cute. That is so fucking adorable. Yeah. I don't know if I actually want a kid. I've said I didn't, but then oh. I think if I, I might have said this. Wait, on the you implied before. that you wanted like this full house, but you just mean like 10 dogs and a man. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, technically, <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm like, you will be going to gymnastics. You're like, wait, 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 wait. With wait. my dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could do it. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. Did I lose him? Where is he? Oh, okay. He's behind a pillow. I got real scared. I was like, did I leave him somewhere? Uh, That was my dog's mouth noise, by the way. I just don't want the listener to think that was mine. I didn't even hear a mouth noise. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm always scared of those. (laughs) He was like, like really Mm. close to the mic. I'm like, please don't tarnish my (laughs) reputation. See, he did it again. I don't hear it when he's doing it. I can only hear it when you do it. Oh, nightmare. Oh, no. But uh, I think I'll adopt a kid if I hit 50 and I'm still single. I'll be like, okay, you're my friend. Uh, We're going to travel and hang out. And I guess you'll go to school a couple days a week. You know, you should adopt as like a Mm 16-year-old. Or, you know, maybe 17. So they just have a year where you hang out and then you're just friends. (laughs) And then I send them off into the world. I'm like, go to college. Get an education. It's like, why? What? (laughs) And they're like, what did you do with me? Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, I gave you a nice life. Don't you love me? That's what I'll do. I'll adopt somebody to love me. There we go. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And now, do you have a therapist? Did you mention a therapist? You did, right? Um, no. I don't know if I've mentioned it today, but yes, I do have a therapist. <laughs> okay. I don't know why in my head you talked about your therapist. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe you didn't. Um, no, I have one. Do you have one? I do. I, I think yeah. it's nice to have one. Yes, I agree. I think it's helpful. Um, I was wondering if a lot of times comedians, I feel like, all go to the same therapist. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? I don't think my... No, my therapist doesn't really have comedians... Uh, She said that she's worked with some people in the entertainment industry. She keeps it very vague. Is that a flex? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she's like bragging. She's like, just so you know, you're not the only person I'm working with. Yes, I've seen. I've seen it all. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of them in L.A., their websites will be like experience with entertainment and stuff. (laughs) I'm always just like... L.A. is it's just so psychotic. Like, everything is, like, about entertainment. You go mm-hmm. to, like, a type, an, a vintage typewriter <laughs> shop. I couldn't. <laughs> I had and no they're example. like, we know what you're going to be typing up. A screenplay. A screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe therapists put that on their website. So they're like, if you get an overall deal, you won't have to explain it to me. I know what it is. I know, yeah. They're like, here's some vocab I know. <laughs> Generals. Uh, sizzle reel. Um, <laughs> they're like, if you mention these things in a session, don't waste your breath explaining it because I'm familiar. I already know what it is. Thank you so yeah. much. And you're like, hmm. They're like, ex-WME agent. And you're like, wait, I don't like this. <laughs> Honestly, that would be awful. To have an ex-agent be your therapist. You're like, uh, oh, boy, no, uh, thank you. Uh, oh, God, I don't know. I have a question. Since you want me to meet people in person, travel to yes. do so, what is a good pickup line? You know, to me, I here's my philosophy when I was single. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you get rejected? Mm. Are you of that kind of mindset? Because to me, I feel like, you take a gamble. The upside is you're hooking up with someone really hot mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe you click. And then the downside is they are like, no, okay, who cares? Um, I do not like, so I'm fine being rejected in 
at work, like in acting auditions. If a crowd didn't like me, that's fine. It's subjective, but I'm like, oh, if you don't like me, that's actually pretty personal. But my therapist has said it's not personal. It's just them not wanting what you're serving. And it's it has everything to do with them, not you. That's just a hard thing to really get in my little brain. You know what? I love that. And it's I also think it's true. It's like you can't make it be right. You mm-hmm. can't make it be a connection. So it either it is or it isn't. And you're just along for the ride. Yeah. You know? All you can do is shoot your shot mm-hmm. and see what happens. Just like basketball. Shoot your shot. See if you make a basket. Yeah. Um, I Here's what I think a good line is for you. Okay. Have you seen my show? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nicole. Have you seen my show? Actually, go, have you seen my shows? Mm, then they'll be like, wow, she's a little pretentious. You just print out your IMD- IMDb. <laughs> this is what you would do in LA. You print out your IMDb and you just slip it to someone. Maybe I'll do that. I'll buy drinks for people with a printout of my IMDb. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, this is from me. I can afford that one drink. Actually, you should have a badge, like a Hollywood <laughs> badge. It's a print. It's the IMDb icon and you hold it like a badge, like Nicole Byer. Uh, (laughs) nailed it and grand crew and they're just like oh are you free for questioning and they're like yes i am and their shirt falls open their silk shirt falls open (laughs) oh i can't wait to date someone who wears a silk shirt that just falls open (laughs) i don't know why that was the most lesbian imagery um you know what have you ever been to magic mike and and um Vegas. I have. And how was it? I'll tell you something. Um, all I wanted was to be grinded on, have a little bit of attention. And we yeah. sat in the front. It was me, Sashir, and our other friend, Mateo. Mateo got one of the boys' numbers after the show. And during the show, they took Sashir away. And we were like, where are they taking her? And then <gasps> during a number, a spotlight landed on Sashir and she was sitting on a piano and a man who was shirtless was serenading her. And I started crying because I was like, you didn't want this. You- oh, <laughs> I wanted this. this. They divided you guys. They really did. They like tried to break your friendship. They did. That's the ultimate test. So I stole the little goblet, my my uh it was actually a pretty big goblet that my drink came in because i was like i will get something from this show <sighs> so oh, so no one even sh- shook their d in your face no one shook their d at me it was wow. devastating i really hated it and meanwhile she's on stage just like yeah just r- gyrating and writhing on a piano yeah having the time of her life and then mateo i think had the time of his life later i don't know the details whoa but, whoa whoa boy oh boy wow that yeah that my friend just went and she was posting on instagram and i'm just like it, it just seemed like she went alone. <laughs> oh, I love this for her. So that's how you prevent <laughs> that situation. You need to go back yes. and you go alone. And did they pay attention to your friend? You know what? She was filming all kinds of debauchery all mm-hmm. around. I actually didn't. I, I need to ask if she actually got a ball sack on her short, shoulder or anything. <laughs> That's all I want. Just a nice little ball sack right on my shoulder. Yeah, it sounds comforting. Like a like a Iago in Aladdin, except it's yes. a ball sack. Yeah. I think that 
you know, between LACMA. Mm-hmm. LACMA, got one more in. Between the LACMA and <laughs> Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Palm and Springs and the Bay Area. Palm Springs and the Bay Area. I guess what I'm saying is you need to get the road. Uh-huh. Get the <laughs> fuck up out of here. Glamorous clothes and just a trawling for dong. Okay. I guess this works. I mean, I am going to start touring again, and I'm not going go. to any of the places you mentioned, but I should make some stops. You're like, I will be in uh, Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like trying to think of the saddest place I've ever been. Oh, I, the saddest place I've ever been is Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was almost going to say Wisconsin, mm, and then yeah. I, I went to Tacoma. But um, I think that when you go on the road for stand-up, do you go to nice restaurants and eat by yourself ever? Uh, sometimes. I started bringing my friend Christy with me on my dates. So we'll go together. She opens for you? Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So then you go out to eat afterwards at really nice places. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, have you ever dated a waiter? <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten... I've hooked up with waiters or servers when I lived in New York. There's certainly the appeal, right? It's like someone yeah. who knows fine dining, mm-hmm. someone who knows how to serve, you know? Yeah. I mean, last time we went to a fancy restaurant, it was in Indiana. It was me, Christy, and then Sashir dropped in because it was right before the holidays. And a server was bringing over stuff. And he I think he was kind of cute, but he had big spoons and big forks in his hand and was trying yeah. to explain what he was putting on the table. I just got so excited over the big silverware. And I said, oh, big silverware. And then uh. immediately got very embarrassed. <laughs> it's tough. It, it does feel like it can go south fast in that dynamic. Because also you're like, you know, you're sitting down, mm-hmm. you're being served. It's like trying to have good banter in that scenario. It, it, it could feel exploitive easily. Yeah. Or just big silverware. <laughs> Last night, there was a server who really enjoyed me. I ordered a drink, and they were like, ooh, you're going to love it. It's very brunchy. I was like, ooh, thank you. And then Sashir ordered her drink, and she was like, yeah, I'll get that for you. And I was like, oh, does this person love me? But then later, it wasn't love. It was just being nice. Wait, who got it for you? The server. Oh, okay. I thought it was... Okay, that makes sense. And they were being real flirty, I thought. But then... I think it was just, you know, you're a server and you're just trying yeah. to, you know, make some money and be nice. Did you look at the receipt to see if they had written anything? Here's the thing. It was paid for because a friend of ours was doing a Friendsgiving thing. Um, yeah, so this is November. Sorry, you're listening to it in January. Uh, they were doing a Friendsgiving <laughs> thing. <laughs> now let's talk. <laughs> yeah. So it was all paid for. So there was no receipt. And then... That server didn't even say goodbye. They they just left. So it wasn't love. And they were hot to you? I thought so. Yeah. But also, who knows? Because people are still wearing masks. And masks right. are very misleading. It is weird. Ugh. You see the eyes. You say, yum, yum, yum. And then you see the bottom. And you go, oh, no, no. Oh, isn't that strange? Because mm-hmm. I kind of like, there's some... <laughs> some people that I had seen frequently uh-huh. masked and then I saw them unmasked and I was like, <gasps> like some of them you're like, okay, yeah, that's what I imagined. That's what I imagined. Others you go, <gasps> mm-hmm. you know, it's like someone may not have any lips at all. And yes. you're like, oh my goodness. And it's shocking. You know, it's like, I just envisioned what I wanted under there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I'm not talking about like romantically. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, but the point being, <laughs> 
the point being, it is, it can throw you for a loop, mm-hmm. this mask thing. Yeah, yeah. So you've been dating in the pandemic. Yeah. And it's been awful. Do you have to like require COVID tests? Well, now you're vaccinated. So you're I living your life. Just, I ask, I mean, I do not ask before we meet up because I don't want to seem annoying, <laughs> which is dumb. Right. But like during the date, I'll be like, oh, are you vaccinated? And everyone has said yes. So yeah. That's good. But they could be lying, I guess. Right. Who knows? I don't know, Chelsea. I know. It's so weird. But I guess um, time will tell. Time Time will will tell. tell. I asked someone if they were vaccinated and they were like, no, but I'm working with my herbalist. Oh, and I'm like, okay. I just, I mean, sure. I just, that's what I say now. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's what you want. That's nice for you. But I like science and fill me up with cum and vaccine. What? (gasps) (gasps) You have premarital sex. Uh, I'll take the vaccine and then (laughs) some herbs on top of it. Well, on that note, Chelsea. That's it? That we're ending on the vaccine and herbs? We don't have to. Okay. (sighs) What advice can you give me? Okay, in closing, I would like advice for me and for one other person listening. Uh, Give advice to a person named Phoebe who's having trouble uh, sustaining relationships. Phoebe? Yeah, just a person who's listening named Phoebe. Phoebe, 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 listen. First of all, I think the older you get, like the less tolerance you should have for something that's not working. Mm. So it doesn't mean you won't be drawn. Can you chill? My dog is like trying to loudly (laughs) sniff the mic now. Like, why? Phoebe, sorry. So... The older you get, I feel like you might still be drawn to people who are unavailable, as you were mentioning, Mm -hmm, Nicole, mm -hmm. or, you know, but that it should last. You're willing to donate less and less time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when you're when you're in your 20s, you're like, I'll give a year to anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. and get older. You have to, like, kind of protect your time more. So it's like, okay, once you show me a red flag or two, it's going to end. Mm hmm. And the more you do that, the more you make space for the person who is better. And you're not going to meet that person until you meet them. Mm. If everyone if everyone was great, then everyone would just fall in love with the first person they date. You're not going to find the person that's that's right for you until you do. And until then, you have to hang out with people that aren't quite right sometimes. Mm. You hear that, Phoebe? I think that's very good advice for you and for me. Yeah, just give it less time and and if it's not clicking in a exciting and genuine way where you feel like you can be truthful. Honestly, one thing mm-hmm. that like changed my life was Nick Kroll had a sketch show and I was on it playing this girl Farley that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I realized she's not crazy. <laughs> she's just saying her thoughts. <laughs> and I think that that's so crazy, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I was like, what if I just say my thoughts? And also around then all these people were like, men love crazy women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. Because you know what you get, you know, it's like someone's crazy. They just shoot from the fucking hip. They mm-hmm. tell you like, I hate that shirt, (laughs) you know, or whatever, or I feel scared right now. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like saying how you feel isn't crazy. 
And if you're with someone who makes you feel that way, then they're not the right one, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are my, that's my collection of advice. I can't tell how it landed with you, honestly. You have a poker face. I, I can't tell. Honestly, I think that's really good advice because me personally, I have a hard time telling people how I feel in the moment. And I think, I think for just me as a person, not just in like romantic yeah. relationships, but just taking a beat and being like, Ooh, uh, that affected me in a way that I'd like to explain real quick. I think it was, yeah. I think it was good. Yeah. I think for friendships too, it's like, I just feel like who has time for someone that a friend or a lover that you have to put a mask on to be in their presence, you know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be absolutely boundaryless and out of control, but you should be able to say, you know what, this felt weird to me. You know, I was dating this one guy and he started playing guitar mm -hmm. and singing a song to me about butterflies. And I was, I was like, this is a conundrum because <laughs> I was like, you chose me. This guy reached out to me. I'm like, you chose me. I'm this like comedian. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're playing a song about butterflies for me on a guitar. I don't know what to, I'm supposed to do. Like, I uh -huh. literally felt like a trapped animal. You know, I'm like, and I, I said something about it. I'm like, you know, I just feel like my, you know, it's just, I'm not sure. Like I wouldn't also, it was like five songs. Mm -hmm. And also it's like, can you imagine doing like 20 minutes of stand up for a guy no, that you were that's insane. Fucking. I could never. It's crazy. And expecting what? Yeah. So <laughs> I just, I, the whole time I'm there, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I bet he wants a girl who's like wearing a floral skirt mm -hmm. and has long curly hair. And she's just like, these are beautiful songs, <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. And I'm like, right in this moment, I'm being robbed of being genuine and he's being robbed of the reaction that he wants. Mm -hmm. And so I said something about it and it was like, you could see his eyes like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. he, he closed down and it kind of felt like the end, the beginning of the end mm -hmm. for us. But at the end of the day, I didn't regret it because it would have come up at some point mm -hmm. if I if I pretended that this was great for me, this experience of watching an actor play five guitar songs. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have been committing myself to that behavior yes. forever. And you would have been saying, that's OK. I'd love to hear more songs. Right. And even he's like, you used to love my songs. And I'm like, mm -hmm. right, keep going. <laughs> it's like, actually, I never did. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good advice to just be like open, honest and like upfront with your feelings, because later you're just going to have to like rewrite things or like, right. be like, actually, I didn't want that. Yes. Yeah. Like a year in is what would happen to me in the past, like in my 20s or 30s. Like, it's like I date someone for a year. And then after a year, I'm like, I actually hate this, 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 mm -hmm. this. And it's like, I might as well just be more neutral, but clear from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I'm not crazy about this experience <laughs> of watching you in a shirt with no sleeves on it, playing guitar and singing about. Honestly, this story gets better and better. A sleeveless <laughs> shirt. 
playing multiple songs, one about a butterfly. I love this man. I mean, do you know how actors like aren't ashamed of like trying to like look hot or something? Uh-huh. Like, like a cutoff shirt. If I just be like, no, I can't do this. Like, you know, it's like it's too. If I was a guy, I'd just be like, no, it's too like Karate Kid. Like, it's just trying to do something in a way that's not like effortless. But that's not how they are. I like him. It feels like he had no self-awareness. I wonder if he's still single. And if he is, will you reach out on my behalf? I like songs no. about butterflies. <laughs> he's not. He's not. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um. Anyhow, I hope you find someone. I'd love you to keep me appraised of your situation. I will. And if I'm just like going through the internet and I find someone interesting. <gasps> Please send I'm them gonna my send way. It to you because I also just feel like DM them if you think someone's interesting. Okay. That's how I got married. Yeah. If it works for you, I think it will work for me. Well, I hope so. You know, I don't know. I can't pretend to have the answer. Now now my dog is like a POW. He's like sitting at the door with his head on the floor. I'm like, you came in here. Yeah, you did this. Okay, real quick. We've ended. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to promote? I mean, uh, do I? I mean, I guess I don't know when... I don't know when Sing 2 is and when this comes out, but honestly, like, not really. I guess, like, people could come to my Instagram, which is where Mm -hmm. my main creative format right now. (laughs) I'm trying to get a little deal going, and I'll maybe by the time this is is out, check deadline. If there's nothing... Send a poison dart to me. <laughs> Send Honestly, a poison dart. That's maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I don't have anything to promote, but just check deadline and maybe something will be there for you to get excited and if it about. Is, God bless us all. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Chelsea. Um, thank you. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, rate it, subscribe it, give it five stars or whatever. If you email why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com and uh, write me a dirty message or a dirty review or something, I will read it. This person said, Nicole, I'd happily hire the hottest man I could to come to your house, shove a dozen crow nuts into your favorite luscious crevice, skewer them with uh, that famous monster cock, then pull the whole flaky mess out and feed it to you while you made hamster noises wow (laughs) i don't even know the noise a hamster makes you will soon soon i will okay bye bye that's it for why won't you date me with me nicole byer why won't you date me is produced and engineered by Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. 